We got a history, and when we met, there was a bond that we had, right? There was, okay, so, so, here's, so here's what happened. There was a bond that we had, so because of that is the reason why I'm here. We, so we, we, we met at swimming lessons. Wes and I were not taking the lessons. It was, uh, this, is, this is Wes's son, Chancellor. And, and Cosmer were in the same class together. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking, so where, where the lessons were, you know, we're looking over the kids and, you know, watching our kids. And then this guy, you know, is, is, is comes down to where the parents are sitting. And I look over and, yeah. and you nodded at, you looked at me, you nodded. I'm like, who's this guy? I know that. Where, right. where do I know this guy from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you sat down and you called me over. Okay, okay. To, to, uh, to sit, feel free to hold it. Um, and you called me over and I'm like, are you Wes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like, and then we thought we knew each other, but we didn't know each other. But cool, who knows? cool, cool. You know, but uh, I, I live near Parkway Mall. We'll talk about Parkway Mall. You, right. You've got history at Parkway Mall. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk a bit about that. Um, but the reason I asked about whether you listen to the podcast or not was we start from the beginning and we'll go, we'll end up at today. All right, let's rock. So let's, so let's do this. Um, your parents are from Guyana. Born and raised, yep. Born Yep. Other people from Guyana born, here. Born right. There you go. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this: Is when when did your when did your parents come to to Canada? My parents came to Canada, I believe, in '67. Yeah, and uh, I stayed in Guyana for a few years with my my grandparents. You were born you know there? Saying? No, born in Toronto. Born in Toronto. But you know, I went back to Guyana for uh, for a few uh, for a few years. You yeah. know, with a nice warmth and sun. With a nice warmth and sun. Yeah. And then I came. And reality hit me when I I, was, I turned five. What was oh, reality was was coming to Toronto? Yeah, <laughs> I thought that snow was white sand, man. So when did you? When did you? What month? Of the I year? can't remember when it was. It was in winter. All it I knew was, was all I knew was I thought I thought sand, but yeah. it was snow, man. I learned quickly. What What was mom and dad doing? What was What was there? What were they up to? They were chilling, man. Just yeah. working, you know. Shout out to my folks. You know? Mom was working as well. Of course, man. Yeah. What was your dad yeah. doing? I know your dad was into music. Yeah. Yeah, man. He's in a little music, you know. Yeah. But he worked, you know. Just work, just you know. Did he play a lot? Nah, nah, no? nah. My dad played a little cricket, but that's besides the that's point, it. man. Yeah, I man. hear you. Yeah. Um, but you played piano. Yeah, a little bit. Nothing serious, but just a little bit. Tickle the ivories a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah. That was one of the things that your parents made you do as a kid, take some piano lessons. Yeah, yeah. Stay just out of expand. trouble. Yeah, a little something like that, yeah. man, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm from Scarborough, so I like okay. to I like to pimp that. Um okay. and I don't know exactly where you're like where where did you spend most of your time in Toronto? Was it in Scarborough? Yeah, like okay. North York was like Don Mills and Shepherd for a while, then further Fairview deeper, Mall? deeper into Scarborough after yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, tell me about. So, in terms of your uh, exposure to music, and in terms of this is what you wanted to do, um, there's a story about you listening to your dad's copy of "Rapper's Delight" by Sugar Hill Gang. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, pops brought. Rappers delight over man, to the, and I was like, okay, cool. I listened to that. I thought it was real peace, man. Just the way those guys put those words together. Yeah. I said, let me try a thing too. And then he brought Curtis Blow. <laughs> then he brought the breaks over by um Curtis Blow. Yeah. And then the song called Super Rhymes by Jimmy Spicer. Yeah. And those three songs right there is what made me take this seriously, man. Yeah. Just like my girl is taking that that burrito seriously right now. <laughs> <laughs> that looks <laughs> taco looked dope. The taco looked dope, man. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> It tastes good, right? <laughs> it tastes good, yeah. <laughs> Wicked. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. That looks so dope. But yeah, you know, so those three songs, 
And then um, from there, it's like that after that, it was like when uh, Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five came with the message. Mm-hmm. When they came with that, that really opened me up to try to be more lyrical. Yeah. You know? So you Definitely. knew, like, what was it that you that you decide? Because you know, we'll listen to music, yeah, and we'll see. Man, that's cool stuff, yeah. And that's all we do is we just listen to it, yeah. What made the switch for you that, to decide? You know, you're not just going to listen to it, but yeah. this is what you wanted to do. Because break dancers, man, everybody was gravitating towards break dancers, and, and they got all the attention, and they yeah. were cool. So I want to be one of the cool kids. So I tried a couple okay. head spins, but I felt flat on my face. It wasn't too sexy. But then, <laughs> but then when the rhymes started coming, yeah. yeah. People, more people started appreciating me. I, I got good at it, yeah. you know, and then the confidence started building. So that's where it came from, just trying to be, you know, appreciated, just f- trying to find your way through through what is, what's going on. And th- I found it. Yeah, you yeah. start you started writing poetry very early. Yeah, I started, like, you know, I think after I heard, like, Rapper's Delight, them tracks. Yeah. From that, I just, you know, school projects you had, I just put that into, like, rhyme form. Do you remember your first rhyme? Nah, I can't remember <laughs> my first rhyme. Yeah. Um, yeah. St. Timothy's Elementary School. Yeah. What, what, when did you go there? What grades were that? Was that? Man, that was grade four, but I'm going to tell you something. I yeah. just visited New York, Yeah. and I saw an old friend of mine from St. Tim's, man, Mark Scott. And and that's like my oldest friend. Yeah. And I'll tell you stories about him in a minute, but grade four, we, I had a teacher named Miss Toner. Miss Toner. And Miss Toner, she picked me to do like public speaking in, in, in uh, class. Wow. I don't know why she picked me, but I learned from an early age it's okay to be nervous when you speak in front of people. Yeah. And that helped me out with my music. So up to now, I still thank my, my fourth grade teacher, man, when I pass by St. Tim's. When I'm driving by, I think of that all the time, definitely. That's awesome. Because a friend, so I put out on Facebook if anybody had any questions for you. Okay. And so a friend of mine from Hamilton, yeah. uh, Karen, Karen SD, she was, yeah. uh, she wanted to know the influence. So I guess that, that teacher that you had. Must have been a huge influence on you. Yeah, because she made me, like, I don't know why she picked me. Mm-hmm. But she picked me to do it, man. And I learned it's okay to be nervous in front yeah. of speaking in front of people or performing in front of people. And that's why I try to encourage the people, uh, um, like young kids, man. It's okay to be nervous. Just get over that threshold, man, yeah. and keep it moving. Have you yeah. gone? I know you I know you speak at schools yeah. quite often. Have you gone back to St. Tim's? Yeah, I spoke yeah? at St. Tim's a couple years ago. Okay. That was dope. That was dope. That must have been really fun. Yeah, man. Nice. You yeah. said you were going to tell us some stories about your buddy. Yeah, Mark Scott, <laughs> I'm, who I met at St. Tim's. We went to Senator O'Connor together. And in grade 11, he left and he moved to uh, New York to a place called Money Earning Mount Vernon. What? <laughs> so back in the days, we did not have internet. So he'd be mailing me letters. And he mailed me letters saying, Wes, I'm doing good over here, you know. And uh, there's a hip-hop artist you got to look out for by the name of Heavy D. Heavy D mm. got a song called Mr. Big Stuff. So Mark used to play football at Mount Vernon, and he showed me his football clippings. He played one side of the cornerback. The other cornerback was a guy named Sean Combs. Wow. He went to school with Puff Daddy. <laughs> and when I met Diddy, when I met Diddy now, but when I met, he was still Puffy at the time. When I met him years later, I said, I'm from Toronto, you, and I, I know you went to school with a friend of mine named Mark Scott. And he was like, Mark Scott? Yo, he broke my leg. <laughs> I BS you not. I'm sitting over here. Um, who else? Was, Tone, Tone from Trackmaster was sitting over here. Biggie Smalls was walking by. And here I am sitting with Diddy. He's telling me how my homie broke his leg. <laughs> so I went back to Mark after. Like, yo, dude, I just met Diddy. Like, I know you went to school with him. You tell me he broke his leg. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
You should you have know. Mark put that on his Twitter bio. But he's the yo, he's the type of cat. Mark's the type of cat. He doesn't brag about stuff like that, man. But you know, he ended up playing CFL for a while. You know, nice. Definitely a good dude. But um, we met at St. Tim's right there, Don Mills and Shepherd, man. Nice. Definitely. Melody MC. Yeah. That was your first moniker. Yeah. Where'd you come up with that? I was melodious with rhymes and stuff like that. A lot, a lot of sing song stuff like these cats are doing right now. Mm-hmm. I was doing that back in the day, so I thought Melody MC was a cool little little name. Yeah. yeah. Now I know there's a bunch of people in here that remember Ryerson had a radio station. Yeah. Uh, called CKLN. Um, yeah. And I think was it 88.1 even then? I think it was right. Um, Shout out to Ron Nelson, man. I was on at 1982/83, and mm-hmm. Ron told me like, "That's Melody MC," and damn, he's good. Yes. And that really influenced me to, um, that really encouraged me, rather, to continue to try to take this seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why, like, words could be so, a little word like that could really make an impact on somebody's life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I shout out to Ron Nelson for, for giving me that opportunity. What, um, yeah. what role or what, what sort of influence has he had on, on hip-hop and, and, and rap in, in Toronto and in Canada? Ron Nelson is the dude, man. Ron was the dude who, that was my mentor right there. Yeah. Putting me on radio. First time. And back in those days, I thought that was a maze trying to get through Ryerson, trying to get to that spot. But um, I thank Ron up to today because when I was doing that, he gave me that confidence. And later on, when I started doing shows and stuff, mm. he was there again and putting me on, booking me for shows and stuff like that. So he was definitely um, a positive impact in my life. You were, you were on, yeah. you yeah, you performed on his show. Yeah. How old were you? I was like 15, man, when I was on a on Fantastic Voice program. Yeah. Yeah, I was 15. What, um, do you know what song you sang? Or? Nah, I was just freestyle. Yeah. I'm serious, man. You know, but definitely Ron Nelson, man. That's the dude. You, yeah. you put together a group shortly thereafter called Vision Crew. Yeah. Who was in that? What was that all about? What that was, was your, me what and was my man. My, it was me and my man, Ebony MC. Yeah. Ebony from Scarborough, too. That's a good friend of mine. His dad grew up with my dad in Guyana. Okay. And um, I met him when I was in the fourth grade, too. Um. And yeah, vision was just—that's what it was. Just you know, let's just—he came up with that name, mm-hmm. Ebony MC, and from that we started doing a lot of shows. We opened up for Beastie Boys. Wow! And, and um, back in the days, we didn't have much music, man. So we never heard of white rappers before, man. <laughs> we just thought, we just thought, we just thought. What did you think of them? Like when they came, like what is this? Yeah, like when they, when I first heard Beastie Boys, we tried to think like, what do these guys look like? Because we didn't meet them yet. You know what I'm saying? So when we got to the show and we seen these dudes walk walk by, that's the Beastie Boy. Like we had no clue, yeah. man. But shout out to my man MCA. MCA was the first dude I seen actually jump into the crowd. That's before like mosh. We knew about mosh pits and stuff like yeah. that. But but MCA was the first one I ever seen do that. Yeah, definitely. That was um. So the Beastie Boys. What was their album? Was it Ill Communication? Was it before like- that? Before they didn't have an album. It was when they first came to Canada. But that that so that's the music that got me into rock. Okay, it's okay. hard. We just—I'm telling you. So their music was so loud, wow. and it was so—I um, don't know what it was, but yeah. the loudness okay. is what attracted me to rock, which was really strange. But that their their music uh, stands the test of time. Dope. The Beastie Boys. Dope. dope, dope. Um, you like what happened between the age of I guess 14, 15 years old? You're on CKLN um, till you finished. You know, back then I guess there was still grade thirteen. Um, did you know that this is still what you wanted to do? Because you ended up going to Carlton. I mean, I just like hip hop, man. Regardless, yeah. it was music was just something that I liked to do. Yeah, it was no set mm-hmm. thing. I just knew that I was good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Regardless of where I was, whatever like that. And, and I just remember 
seeing Mishy Me. Mm. I just saw Mishy Me on it was was on TV with uh, KRS One, and that's when really reinforced him. That was the changing of the guard right there. We see the first like Canadian when Mishy dropped. Like I might have been on radio before yeah. her, whatever like that. Yeah, but when she dropped Elements of Style. With KRS-One, produced by Scott LaRock, that was the changing of the guard. I was considered old school from then. Wow. So from 1987, I was considered old. Yeah. My style is old. So I've been considered <laughs> old all my life. But that was the first time I was considered like, oh, he's old. He washed up. Yeah. Because people in Toronto knew of me from 82. So wow. you got 82, 83, 84, 85, 86. I'm kind of old now, homie. This is the this is changing of the guard, you know. Within you got, the community. Though, within like, the community, yeah. yeah. So BDP has co-signed. Mishy me, it's 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 over. <laughs> this that, is the new lane right now. That was like she it was like she was like gone. Yeah, gone, man, gone. And, and you know, I was happy for her, but that gave me the new incentive. Like, yo, you got to tap into yourself. You got to come with some ill yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's when I came out with the maestro, Fresh West. Yeah. Then things changed a bit after that. Hmm. But you know, that was my incentive right there. So when when you hear ladies first, you got to tip your hat off to Mishy me. When you hear me, I say without Mishy there'd be no me, because that's somebody I looked at to give me that inspiration. Yeah. To take it to the next level. So. You guys Definitely. have done collab. Have you guys? We done a little a couple of collaborations. We will probably do a little more in the future too. But, yeah. But I got the utmost respect for it though. Definitely. Nice. Um, you played football. Yeah, I was cute. At Carlton. Nah, I didn't play it. I played high school, man. My coach okay, said okay. stick to rapping. Yeah. <laughs> I said coach said stick to rapping. That was just for fun, you know. Yeah. But my main thing was, uh, you know, taking it to the next level nice. with the music. Yeah. So on Monday, I had dinner at Parkway Mall before Cub Scouts. You were a security guard. At Parkway Mall. That's why I wrote Backbone Slide at Parkway Mall, Victoria so, Park. And, and to all you me. Scarborough haters. <laughs> you, you hate Scarborough? Scarborough is beautiful. Come over sometime. No? Never? <laughs> Scarborough's dope, man. <laughs> Scarborough's dope. <laughs> so Scarborough's dope. That's where I wrote um, Backbone, man. I wrote that right there, man. So there's a lot of history right there. There you go. And Texita Royale, when you... Wasn't that the story that sort of helped you come up with the name? When I saw Tuxedo Royale, um, that's when I said, because my name used to be just Maestro Fresh West. But then a friend of mine was like, man, you rhymes are too. My, my name used to be just Fresh West. From Melody MC, it was just MC Fresh West. Then a friend of mine, Richard Smalls, was like, dude, man, you, you too, you're too dope for just Fresh West. You need a title. So then when I was on uh, at Parkway Mall, I saw the Tuxedo Royale there. I'm like, ah, Maestro Fresh West. Let, let, let's rock with this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about the impact of uh, a lot of people might have watched Canadian Idol, and there was a judge on there, Farley Friedel. Yeah. Flex. Yeah. Um, what impact has he had on? Let's start with you. What impact has he had on you? Yo, me and Farley come back, man. We go back. Yeah. We go back from um, from time we used to work together back in the days, and he used to be a bouncer at Sunshine before that, before we even worked together. So Sunshine was a crew. Back in the days, you know, um, we had sound crews across the, the city, but I didn't know him back then. I knew him from just working together in Scarborough, mm -hmm. a, a place called Wizards. And then from that, he was very appreciative of my music. And he always said, if I ever needed any help, let me know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. And he was, was now was he your promoter, manager? What was what was the role that we, he was We were both with? managing me at the time, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, let's just try this out here. Let's see how this works out, man. And um, I benefited from knowing him because yeah. from that, more things started happening. You know, you got to have a little team with you. So, sh definitely. Um, you come up with Let Your Backbone Slide. Yeah. 
um, it comes time to make the video. Before or, that, or, I, before, before that, that, I want to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Stevie B. Shout out to Electric Circus. And shout out to, uh, yeah, Much Music. Because that's where I got my record deal. You know so tell me, so, so Stevie B was, was the... Wh- Stevie B was just happening <laughs> to visit in yeah. Toronto while I was performing Let Your Backbone Slide for the first time. And he heard me perform and was like, yo, man, I think you're nice. He gave me contacts with his, his record company, LMR Records. The rest is history. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I didn't even want to go on Electric Circus because I went on before and I started getting nightmares because there was a guy out there with a cowboy hat. Yes. You know? <laughs> right? So I, I didn't want to go back <laughs> on again. I didn't want to go back on again because I thought it was like, it was cool, you know, but I didn't want to do it again. But um, they asked me to come back on again. And then we, I did it, man. And and look who was in the audience, man. Look who, look what happened. So so apparently definitely. there's a story about the guy in the cowboy hat. I play, his son plays baseball or something his like that. His son plays for the Blue Jays. Beautiful man. <laughs> I can't it, I can't remember if he's the. Yeah, I can't remember. He's, he's the Canadian guy. He's outfield. I don't think he played. Good where's, for him. Where's Ari? Is Ari here? Good for him, man. Ari would know. Good um, for him. But yeah, I just want to add that in right there because that's a very important part that I want to get overlooked. Um, and from that, you know, Backbone Slide was the first single from a Canadian hip-hop artist to ever go gold. Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing right there. That's a part of our, our history. This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, I can't slow down. It's going to go. First offense. Oh, the mix. Okay, party people in the house. Mary, attention, please. In a moment, the beat will be played in many parts. Very. Call me a hip-hop tip tactician. It's like a slab of clay that's shapeless. Chef ain't no shimmer, no glass is tasteless. A universe without light is lightless. That's why I always take time to write this. I'm older than my hands before I start chiseling. Could be a rain or brainstorm or drizzling. Sun could be shining, sun could be showering. Practice makes perfect, I'm powering, flowering. My lyrics are awesome and tune in for human, blooming, I'm blossoming. Blowing away blockades and barricades, make it black and blue from the blast of the blaze. It's a blood sport, but builds up back. I make your vision go blurry while your brain goes black into oblivion. Beats from box to box, the face rocks from blocks and blocks. Let your backbone slide. Give up, damn, damn, backbone quiver, man, oh man, 
Watch your sliver. Round the spine, your spine when you sliver. It's contagious. An epidemic can. You try to lift your cool, but it fell again. Rap scholar, soul academician. But like I said before, I'm not American. It's who you are, not where you went. We all originate from the same descent. I make a lot of sense. Sense. Gold, gold. We're in frankincense. When I'm in France, they floor me France. Frankly, just with the count is where I bank back. At home, I make bills of brown for myself. In the States, green like the grass in the ground. When I'm in England, they pass me pounds now. I clock cash in every town, so I slide, slide. But nowadays, I'm trapped. So many suckers on my sacroiliac. It's like a rap sack, backpack. Give me some slapjack. Rappers like a jungle. We rhyme for rhyme. It's like a vine to vine. Swung line to line of mine. I'm colossal. Use a mosquito. I'm a play Tarzan. You play cheetah. Cheetah, fighter. Love to forge. Better yet, I call you Curious George. Cause curiosity cold kill the cat. Can't hide so glad to the side. Let your backbone slide. It's synchronism, yo. Check out my whole boy dance to the rhythm. Hey, this ain't hey, forte. This... I'm coming double F. Fortissimo, FX for funky fresh. My DJ is LTD, Mellow Flex. You listen to the poetry pitch I project. Vocabulary golden beats from my rolling. Stone cold lyrics with the microphone I'm holding. Words are ripped. Egos are stripped. I'll make sucker crews kick, take bandai flips. I get busy. They're dizzy. They start to collide. They should have stepped off. Stepped off. I let it slide. But now they got brazen. Dry like a raisin. I glaze like a vase. I smack you like days until they realize they should no riff, it's 89, y'all. Not Beethoven's fifth or sixth. It's a throwdown. I'm conducting it. The cause of high rise, I'm constructing it. It was once a thought, pen, and paper. Now it's a tower, a solar skyscraper. Let's get it out of hand. I created a monster. A musical monologue makes you wanna move with the maestro. You feel high, so it's set. The blend, the crescendo is nice, yo. I'm the guy. The rhythm is the a rhythm ride. is a ride. To the fresh side and let your backbone slide. This is a throwdown. nominated for a Juno Award. I just want the girls to like me. I'm, all of a sudden, I got. <laughs> all of a sudden, I got a. Uh, I'm performing at at, at, the, at the Junos, man. Yeah. And didn't win the first year, but then the, the next year they um. They implemented a brand new category, called the best rap recording of the year. And you created a category of music in Canada. That's cool, man. You know. <laughs> Peace. Um, I have no clue how how rhymes are made, how rap songs are made. You know, what does the poetry come first, and then you find certain beats and music? What is that's how I used to do? That's how I used to do. I used to come up with the ideas like Let Your Backbone Slide. I just knew I want to write a song called Let Your Backbone Slide. You know, Drop the Needle. I heard a sample from from, from Haywire, and they had a song called Dance Desire. And I want to make a song called Drop the Needle. And and, and so the music had to say that within it, you know. Mm. Um, but as I've evolved or whatever like that, it's the music first, yeah, before the music is, is the concept. Once the concept comes, you get the music to fit with that, then the rhyme writes itself. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so back in the day, videos were very important. I, I don't know if, if today they are as important. You know, they're streaming and stuff, and we could talk about that. Um, but tell me the importance of the video 
of, of let your backbone slide and drop the needle? Like, how important was that for you to get your name out there, to get those songs on the radio and, and things of that nature? You know, every song on the radio, but back in the days was visuals, man, the, and still is the visuals. Hmm. So once Backbone Slide hit, much music, it was over. That was the machine right there for me. Yeah. That was the machine right there. And then after we came with that, then Drop the Needle came, and I got a Juno Award for that, like best rap video. Hmm. Not even best rap video, just best video. Like, oh, my goodness, man. Kind of crazy, you know? So the visuals was definitely important, and much music definitely had impact. Mm-hmm. Your your mom helped pay for Let Your Backbone Slide, the video, yeah? Hell no. Wait, wait, wait. So, <laughs> I've been, so my research staff. Nah, you know what? You know what? Nah, you know what? Hell no. But I got to thank my man, okay. Farley Flex's moms for like. Okay. Well, maybe it was Farley Flex's mom. Farley Flex's mom. I got mom the wrong mom. Okay. Co-signed a little something for me where I, I put in the rest like yeah. that. And um, we made it happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it wasn't for Backbone. It was for the first video I'm showing you. Okay. As for I'm showing you, and from I'm showing you, that mm. gave me like light ro- rotation on much music. Yeah, that was like 1988. Yeah. So my whole thing was we didn't know about video fact and factor and grants and stuff like that. Yeah. Our whole thing was we don't want to wait for opportunities. We're gonna make opportunities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's try to see what we can do to uh, put out our own video. Yeah. So um, I put like two 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 grand up for that for my hard earned money, and um, Farley's mom helped co-sign a little something for that. Next thing you know, I'm showing you got like low rotation. Light rotation of much music, but I'm like, wow, I'm on much music. How cool is that? Yeah. So from that, you know, the name started, you know, happening. And then after that, then Electric Circus, I performed. Then I performed again on Electric Circus. So the point I'm trying to make to people is like, you don't wait for opportunities to happen, man. Be resourceful and see what you can do mm-hmm. to make it happen yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's up. So Symphony in Effect, well, that was like late 80s, yeah. 89, I think. Yeah. Um, how many songs were on there? Yeah, I remember, man, like nine, ten. Nine, ten songs? Yeah. Now, I've been told it took just a few weeks to put that album together. Yeah. Um, but you must have had a bunch of these songs, like, already done in your head, on paper somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, those those rhymes were written already. It was just a recording of it. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, it comes out, you take Canada by storm. You really wanted to get in it for the girls. You start to become, like, now you're Mr. Musician. Your maestro, like, how did that? When did you first realize, holy crap, this is serious? Tour with Public Enemy. When when Public Enemy gave me the cosign, mm-hmm. that's when things got real to me. That's when I started learning from them. Yo, yo, yo you all right? That's when things got all right with me. You know what I'm saying? When I saw it was real, because yeah. that was like the the most important hip hop group ever, still is. And for them to take me on like that under their wing, I knew it was real. You know. How what was that tour like? We just did a couple of shows. It wasn't 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 major. Man. Okay, okay. But just to see Flavor Flavor every day and to yeah. see Chuck and, and the impact was dope. And you like you remained like in touch with these guys. Like he like was it Chuck D wrote the was it the foreword? Yeah, book? Chuck wrote the foreword of my book, man. Yeah, Stick yeah. to your vision. So, so tell so tell me, I mean like, you know, as, as an outsider looking in, these guys are just rappers. They're yeah. you know, they're talking about everything from uh from racism and politics to girls and you know whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what did he like? What did he mean to you? What have you learned from from Public Enemy and from Chuck D? Respect, how to respect people, how to treat people kind, mm-hmm. how to um, compartmentalize between dealing with upcoming artists, dealing with fans, and dealing with media. Yeah, those are three different things, right there. You deal mm-hmm. with media a certain way. Yeah, right. You deal with your fans when you're performing a certain way. You deal with upcoming artists, 
mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah. So with upcoming artists, you inspire them. Yeah. Media, you give them the information, let them know you're not stupid. Like, yeah. you, have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to show, you smash that stage. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I learned from Public Enemy. Why, why was it important for you to, to uh, y- you talked about the way you communicate and inspire um, the next generation. Why, why is that, why was that or is that important to you? I mean, one, that's what I learned from them. But two, it's like, I ain't going to be around forever. Yeah. So how are you going to be rem- remembered? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is we don't make records, we make history. Because anybody can make a record. But making history is when you do something, you say something that people remember you for. So, like, how did I treat you? How did I treat somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, very important. I remember doing a keynote at a school, and then this teacher pulled me out after. She said, I got to talk to you about something. I thought she didn't like my presentation. (laughs) She had a real serious look on her face. She goes, I want to tell you something. I'm like, what? She said, I met you years ago when I was a kid in London, Ontario. It was raining, and it was a public enemy show. And I was hungry and I was wet, but you you brought me in just to watch your sound check, and I'll never forget you for that, man. I just want to thank you. <laughs> like awesome. whoa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was been like she must have wanted to tell me that for years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like something like that, just a kind gesture. I mean, I, I can't remember doing that, but that'd be something. Yeah. I would do if I seen somebody struggling, like you know what I mean? Like come in, come in, hang out. You good? All right, peace. Yeah, you just do it because you just do it, yeah. and it's like when you look at an artist like Carter now. I can't really remember meeting him when he was 12. But Cardi remembers me meeting him when he was 12. And I, um, he asked me about hip-hop. And I told him, stay in school, man. Stay in school. And he told me he never forgot that. And that's one of the reasons he went to York University. Mm-hmm. So you never know how words can impact people. Positive words can impact people. So that's why I try to be. That's nice. Definitely. You mentioned London. So a friend of mine in London has a question. His name is Jay Menard. Um, so Let Your Backbone Slide, huge hit. Um, and it was like your first hit, and it, is it fair to say it's been your biggest hit? Yeah, to some capacity, in terms yeah. of Billboard and stuff like yeah. that. I won't say it's my most important record or anything like that. Not important. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, but yeah. the, in terms of like mass appeal and, and all that, yeah. So what's your? Because I've heard a lot of things. I've heard a lot of artists that quote unquote hate their big hit that everybody wants to hear. I'm curious, what's your relationship with that song today? I love doing it because people love hearing it. Like, Chubby Checker, better do the twist. <laughs> get used to it. People check for your joint. It's not about you. It's about fans liking your, your music, right? Yeah. So you do your music. Done. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not even a question. You know what I'm saying? Because when I'm doing it too, if I'm getting involved, I'm, I'm remembering when I first dropped that. You know what I'm saying? There's emotion that go through, through me when I'm performing it too. So... I got a couple friends who are artists who don't do their hits. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. Do your songs, man. Fans want to hear that, you know. So you you still love that song? Hell yeah. Why not? (laughs) Um, I I think Jay had a second question. Um, So in Toronto, specifically Scarborough, there's people from everywhere, Uh right? People from all different cultures. Um, I'm curious how or if, if and how. Thanks, Greg. How did that impact your lyrics? How did that impact your music? Or did it? Well, I grew around some cats who were slick with the mouth. They were slick. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that encouraged me to be slick, too. Okay. So definitely it was impact with that. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. When, you, when did you go or leave Canada? You went to the States. You went to Brooklyn. Yeah. When was that? Was that after your second? Was well, what happened was it wasn't like a leave. Yeah. It was just like I was signed to an American label. So. Okay. 
It wasn't like a leave thing. Yeah. It was just me having to go mm-hmm. handle business, the label I was signed to, back yeah. and forth, yeah. what have you. So the perceptions is I, was, I moved or whatever like that, but I was back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, but that was like after the second album. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so second album. That's what I want to talk. Second album, you have this song, uh-huh. um, Nothing At All. Was that on the second album? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I, I want to read some lyrics for everybody here. Yeah. And so both uh, both Anise, who's from Whitby, and Fifi and Markham have questions about this song. All right. But here's 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 some of the lyrics. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't read my writing. Um, Listen, I want an explanation. Why are Mohawks being kicked out of the reservations and being put in misery, stealing their card to create sporting? Sorry, stealing their land to create sporting facilities. The native man on your land who is who you're killing. And then you get the nerve to celebrate Thanksgiving. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to introduce a smooth groove that I just produced. So don't dance a prance. Move your head to the rhythm as we scan this land. That we live in this place with racism. C-A-N-A-D-A, Canada. I'm watching it decay every day. Young minds are being mentally crushed and mushed in. Thanks to men like Rushton and others who want to smother the dream of a black mind revolutionary regime. We got to redeem ourselves from shame by removing our stains of the chain on the brain. We got to roll with force because the clan also moving the great white north. We got to hurdle the system because hate penetrates multiculturalism. Listen, I want an explanation why am Mohawks being kicked out of their reservations. I'm being put in misery, you're stealing the land to create sporting facilities. The native man of the land is who you're killing, and they've got the nerve to celebrate Thanksgiving. Flaming every man is equal, I hate to see what y'all got planned for my people. I tell my brothers and sisters to read the signs, to open the eyes, cause it's time to get together, no time to stall. Cause without togetherness, we got nothing at all. Album, Symphony in effect with platinum in Canada that made me the first black one to ever reach that goal I even got offered a movie role <laughs> I turned it down I didn't want to be no star portraying a nigga that dwells behind bars they wanted me to act like a prisoner that ain't positive at all it's just giving a negative image of a black man forget it LTD what did I tell him I'd rather work on my sound and stay down and move and groove with the underground. God gave me the gift to write and shed light on the ground with a rhyme when I recite. A fresh poem on a page or a stage or a story of glory, not derogatory. I never walk the streets with my nose high, fronting like I'm so fly. I never post how why. Cause I made a little money, I'm still viewed as a S-L-A-V-E-C. It doesn't matter how good you can rap, Jack. It doesn't matter how much money you stack. Cause you're black without knowledge of self, you're trapped. I'm gonna fall. With nothing at all. Check it out. Third verse. How should I start this? I talk about my homie Egerton Marcus, a brother from Toronto who's damn great. A little middleweight, champion '88. He excelled to the second highest level in Korea, bringing home a silver medal. Made the papers for a couple of days and that was it. Huh. The media was saying, 
Keep it short and keep it simple and plain. If Eggerton was white, it'd be a household name. With commercials and endorsements, like Sean O'Sullivan. Living large and everybody will be loving them. Well, he's my brother, so I give him recognition. I sell a lot of records, so the kids are going to listen. To all the boys and girls. Ben Johnson, still the best brother in the world. Don't let the media dictate me pro black. Cause Jimmy Swagger got his TV show back. Therefore, we as a race should support black achievement. Never let society distort your mind away from comprehension. Cross cultural pride is what I'm trying to strengthen and lengthen. I want you swaying to my melody. Just last year, the Miss Canada was ebony. To the black, the white, yellow, and brown. My stroke fresh dresses down with everyone. But I must say loud, like trash, I'm black. I'm proud to be able to reach and teach while well, I cast checks, tour all over the world and collect respect in every area, putting my fans in hysteria, showing the black man was never inferior. Now everybody's got to do this, so right about now I want say peace to Lennox Lewis, an Oscar Peterson from Lone Me Bay, Mission Me and a Fat DJ, L.A. Love on my man Kate Force, and of course my brother Kate Cut from main source, self-defense and Ebony MC, and the pimp of the microphone HDB. First offense of a man, Mr. Metro, for being down with the mice from the get-go. With support from y'all, there's no way I could fall with nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? That's, those are powerful lyrics. Um, probably the most important song. Like, to me, that's probably your most important song. Um, tell me about that song. I don't know why it wasn't a smash. It was, it, you know, got radio play. But, yeah, tell me about that song. To me, it's like this, man. You know, like I said, I grew up listening to Public Enemy, and I realized we can make party records all we want, but if you got an opportunity to say something, say something, you know? Mm-hmm. Conducting things was on that album. VIPs only was on the album. Maestro's yeah. own, like you know, different joints were on the album. You know, but so you got opportunity to say something, just say something, man. And that's how I felt with that. It wasn't like a big me standing on a pulpit, you know, speaking to the masses as an activist. It was like, yo, I got an opportunity here to to say something that we should try to listen to. Yeah, you know. And to me, that, that was an important record. Um, people liked it a lot, and I, I like it a lot too. People, yeah. A lot of people told me that was a recommend. And on top of that, it was probably the first. Canadian hip hop record to have social commentary. The first track, yeah, yeah, ninety one, yeah. Fifi had asked her question was, "Have you ever thought of re-releasing that today or updating lyrics today?" You know, in 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 light of Black Lives Matter, in light of um, uh, everything, you know, all of these stuff happening on Canada One Fifty and the protests. Tell Fifi she got to listen to the new album, man. There's there's joints on that, and then mm-hmm. there's joints that came out after that. Yeah. I've always had social commentary in my music. You yeah. know what I'm saying? From God Bless the Child that came out um, years prior, you know, years ago. Um, there's always been social commentary in my music. Nothing at all was probably the first time I've ever done something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always social commentary in my music. Definitely. Do you feel that you do that because you've got a responsibility? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you got that from Public Enemy. Not only that, I mean, that was a spark of that. But listen, when you look at it, there's a reason why I'm still here, man. You know what I'm saying? How many artists that came up in my time are still here to, in mm-hmm. any capacity? Yeah. It must be for a reason. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So that being said, I feel that, you know, there's a time for everything. There's a time to, like, you know, try to inspire people, man, if, if, if I can, if I have that platform. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I try to do with my music. 
So, you know, and it's just so funny. Hip hop right now, it's like you don't really hear that too much right now. No, you don't. You don't really hear that too much. It's like an anomaly if you actually have sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying with the genre of music. So to me, it's like, you know, I'm too old to be, you know, sounding like I'm 20, man. I'm closer to 80 than I am, you know, 20. <laughs> Why should I start acting like I'm 15? Yeah. All of a sudden, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's where my head is at with that. Any thoughts on on Eminem's last track that he released? Eminem is dope. I don't know what to say. Eminem is dope. I like it. You know, he's dope, you know, and he felt that that's what he had to say. You talking about the track with Trump? That's yeah, what you mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, you remember when I grew up in. I grew up in the era when we did that normally. Yeah. It was nothing big, right? You understand what I'm saying? So that being said, I guess it's a breath of fresh air to some capacity. So, you know what it's like? It's like I grew up watching Roots. Hmm. So when you make a new Roots. So people here are a bunch of people are. are you understand what I'm saying? It's like now nah, Roots is a was a, was a was a TV series of Alex ha- Alex Haley's book about his his uh you know his generations you know what I'm saying from slavery to America to what have you you know what I'm saying to the mm-hmm. different generations. So I guess last year BET decides to make Roots too. Like if people that, to me it's like this somebody could watch that and that could inspire that person to be the next Malcolm X that's cool you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying so I can't really hate on that yeah. but to me I already knew that already you see what I'm saying yeah that being said when I hear Emma's verse yeah it's cool yeah what he said might inspire somebody to do yeah. something great you so see what, what I'm saying why aren't we getting more of that in rap because machines have been put in place for us to be monkeys and look and look as, as as have a low expectation for who we really are understand what I'm saying you, we're supposed to not have sense. Understand what I'm saying? Hmm. Music. Look at look when you look at the the, the lyrical content. Yeah. I don't want to bash any artists, but listen, when you listen to the, to the lyrical content, there's no balance like we had back in the days. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is, you must want us to really look like like we're Neanderthals. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if you didn't, you'd you'd want to push and promote artists who are actually saying something. You see what I'm saying? Mm. I mean, I grew up in an era when, you know, public enemy was fighting the power. Bismarck, he was picking boogers. It was cool, man. We had a balance. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right? We, we had a balance. We had a balance. Now there's no balance, man. You, you, you see what I'm saying? So, so to me, that's like an agenda. And I just think as artists, we got responsibility because the young ones are listening to us. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where, where I'm, you know, definitely. Tell me about your experience in the U.S. What did you learn uh, there about the industry, about yourself? I mean, the artists who respect me, yeah, and I had the respect for showed me that. I had we mutual respect for each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was just there a couple of days ago, and the love I got—I was called legend like 15 times since I landed. Yeah, from the time I my my foot landed in New York City. Yeah, I was called legend like 15 times, man. What does that mean to you? That means I must have done something right. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, a matter of fact, I saw my man Belly. Belly had a show with SOBs. And that was awesome just to see him perform, man. Mm-hmm. Just to see him do his thing. And I was happy to see him, too, and, you know, to see him evolve. Because I remember him back in the days, you know. Just like a lot of artists grew up watching me. Now I'm watching them do what they do. Yeah. So, yeah. Stick to your vision. Yeah. Uh, the song. Yeah. We'll get to the book, but the song. Yeah. Um, you, you say this, I've seen a lot of valleys, I've seen a lot of peaks, I've seen the bitter with the sweet, yeah. victory and defeat. Yeah. Sometimes I fell, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision. Yeah. Keep the composition. Peep the, peep the composition. Um, yeah. 
what does that what what does that mean? Like to me, when I look at that, I I I I see you had success, you had uh, some not success, some failures. Brothers ain't seen what I've seen in this game, son. Been in this game a long, long, long time. Still striving, though. Still striving. Yo, 99. It's the vibe scene, baby. It's the vibe scene. Yo, I feel with Israelites, Rastafarians, God bodies, FOI, Sunni Muslims, T.O. to Brooklyn, many nights in Bedshaw, blazing trees out in Cali, where brothers come frat, sipping Henny, mad friendly, got Toronto's rap title. To Maricitals, like Quincy Jones in 89. That's my idol. Chicks from every nationality showing hospitality, grabbing me, showing mad love in the club. Listen, check my rendition. Perform for royalty and politicians. Even done shows with the greatest MCs of all time. I was the one who used to say, I seen a lot of valleys, I seen a lot of peaks. I seen the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat. Sometimes I fell, but a voice kept saying, Son, stick to your vision, keep the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game. Seen a lot of pain with the fame. Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. See my name written in the lights. Seen a lot of things in my life. Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. Yo. I grab the microphone like a priest does a rosary. Jehovah be shining when clouds are over me. So I recollect, remember Kick Capri on BLS. Played my joint when I heard Protect Your Neck back in 92. But let's go back to 88. Flemington, Don Mills, and Eglinton. Making beats with S and Gel and them. Remember when you labels wasn't feeling me? Next year, changed the scenery. Gave birth to your energy. Throw an ice tea, your public enemy. Much gave me love, you niggas has to envy me. Couldn't stand to see your brother shine. Player haters always working overtime. I seen a lot of valleys, I seen a lot of peaks, I seen the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat. Sometimes I fell, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision, keep the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game, seen a lot of pain with the fame, seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. See my name written in the lights, I seen a lot of things in my life, seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. People used to say, West, wake up, stop dreaming, you fantasize, fuck the rapping, it won't happen, I paid my dues. Brother, see me sacrifice, another song in the key of life. Mr. Mice got the ill track, I did a 360, and seen God staring in the mirror black, I figured that I gotta stay focused. When situations seem hopeless, I'm elevating, breaking the spell of Satan. I want my lyrics written out like Esco, to show the rap world how the industry slept. So when I'm gone, the parable will carry on. Young cats can sit back, pop trough, cool out, and sing along. I see a lot of valleys, I see a lot of peaks, I see the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat. Sometimes I fell, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision, stick to your vision. I seen a lot of valleys, I seen a lot of peaks, I seen the bitter with the sweet victory and defeat. Sometimes I fell, but a voice kept saying, son, stick to your vision. Seen a lot of shame in the game, seen a lot of pain with the fame, seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. Listen, the mark of a champion is when you fall, you get back up, man. 
And that's life. And I just said to you, I just came back from New York a couple of days ago. I saw my great cousin, man, my mom's cousin. She's like 80-something, but she said to me before I left, her hearing is not too good right now. Mm. So I, I had to look at her in my face. She's like, oh, Wes, I got the love. You know what I mean? But before I left, she looked at me in my face and she said, listen, man, life is about U-turns, stumbling blocks, detours. But um, don't, make, don't make that your stop sign. You got to keep it moving. So that's something that we all got to do. We just got to keep it moving. And I think that resonates with all of us. And that's something that I said and stick to your vision mm-hmm. a while ago, years ago. So definitely. Your, your, your stage name has changed a few times. Now, you know what? It was always Maestro Fresh West. Yeah. But, I, but from, from a branding perspective, mm-hmm. I just put Maestro for a couple of times. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just to, just, just to show there's a difference between the 80s and then 99 when I'm coming back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, that was just something to uh, just rebrand it. But Here's the name was version. always, yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, it's, it's always ma- the Maestro Fresh West, man. Nice. Definitely. So, you, you know, you, you've said the, you know, the importance or the value you place in, in sort of bringing up the next generation. Um, you know, you've worked with um, artists such as Chocolair, Cardinal Official, um, uh, Socrates, Ghetto Concept. Socrates. Socrates. We'll pretend, we'll pretend we didn't hear that. I told you. I'm into rock music. <laughs> we'll pretend. Keep it going. Keep it going, buddy. Ooh. Sammy, talk to your home. Talk to your man. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll pretend we never heard that one. Keep it moving, man. Yeah, anyway, So Crazy got an album that came out the same week. So Crazy got a brand new album. Shout out to So Crazy Scarborough. All right, continue. Thank you for coming, Wes. I appreciate it. <laughs> So yeah. tell, tell tell me about these guys. What like what? Um, tell me about working with these guys, uh, and what you were trying to instill in them, and what you see them as today. Well, Socrates is one of the illest cats I ever worked with in my life. He's like he's like the Prince Rogers Nelson of, of hip hop mm. in Canada. You could put Socrates' name up here, then you're going to see. If you put lines, you'll see. Names like Carter now, you see names like myself even in terms of working together. Swollen members, classified, Boy Wonder, Tom Mason, Drake. You know what I'm saying? The list goes on. You know, he's a serious cat. Carter now is one of the best performers I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of energy level, what have you, he's ill. You know, so like I said, they might have looked up to me to some capacity. I look up to them too. You know, those artists keep me keep me strong. Nice. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned Drake. You, you met him before he was Drake. Um, but tell me about, I want to get to that story, but you, you got into acting. Um, what was that decision like? Why did you decide to, to test that muscle out? Because I saw Tupac and Juice, and I saw mm. Ice-T in um, New Jack City, and I saw Ice Cube in, Men, in uh, Boys in the Hood. And when I saw those three movies, I said, you know, me try my thing, see what I can do with that. And I know Q, I know Ice-T... You know, because I did shows with him, Cuba never met. But Tupac, when I studied, he did, like, acting classes and stuff like that. So I went to a lot of acting classes in Toronto. Uh, David Rodenberg, uh, Bruce Clayton, you know, the names go on in terms of the top uh, teachers, coaches in, in the city. You know what I mean? And then I said, let me try my thing, mm-hmm. you know. But it was one, really when I saw Pac do what he did, I said, okay, I could try to do this too. You got nominated for Gemini Award. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the line, so yeah, so see, I mean, how cool is that? That's like that's like that's like Canada's version of like the Golden Globes or Emmy. That's cool. Yeah. Give me some love, man. Give me some love. Give me some love. <laughs> but, 
No, I'm really proud of that because I'm playing. You know, in the music, I never did that, but the acting, I was excited about that. Yeah. Because it's like people have preconceived notions when it comes to you in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I try to show, um, you know, my family, what have you, like my son, what have you, like that. People will have a preconceived notion of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of just how they feel about you until they get to know you. So if you know I, I, I come from a hip-hop perspective, hip-hop realm, you ain't going to think too much of me. So I had to work extra hard just to show mm. that, you know, mm. what's really good. So what did I learn as a hip-hop artist? I learned the importance of repetition, the importance of, of preparation. So I brought that in, into the realm of thespian artistry. So when I started acting, boom, I just knew if I want to be great at this, if I want to tap into myself, this is what it takes because I learned what it took from doing my music mm-hmm. so that was a blessing right there to get now nah, i was excited nice you know for that man and what was instant star about was that was that like another canadian idol type of nah it's just i was a drama about a girl okay. who who became a a celebrity mm-hmm. uh, alex johnson was the was the girl you know and we filmed that at the same facilities uh epitome pictures where they shot degrassi so drake and i aubrey at the time had, <laughs> we had the same um dressing room so when they finished filming degrassi mm-hmm. they put on instant star they just moved my name, Darius. That was my name on the show, and put on Jimmy. So we'd be we we see each other <laughs> passing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the first thing he ever told me was like, Yeah, my music is coming. And um he wasn't lying because on set, I remember the producers would be like, Man, that kid Aubrey, he's always coming to work tired. Because he, he was working on something else, a little bigger than the grassy, you know what I mean? Mm. And just to see that um how he's evolved with that, man, it's been a blessing. Yeah. For, what do you what do you think of uh, what what he's accomplished so far to date? I think it's inspiring, man, because yeah. you know, back in the days, artists like myself, Mishy Me, Dream Warriors, these are things we wanted to do, and we did to some capacity, but he took it to the next level. Where when we came up, it was like people were really surprised we we're from Canada. Now it's like it's expected for us to be great. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Based on the stamp that's been put on in the Drake generation. And when I say the Drake generation, I'm talking about like artists like, you know, my man Tory Lanez, Weekend, you know what I'm saying? Melanie Fiona. You got to think about it. You got Weekend winning Grammys. You got you got Melanie Fiona winning Grammys. They're from Scarborough, man. Like, how cool is that? Scarborough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like us, but it's okay. I, okay. I, I like you. What part of city are you from? What part of city are you from? That's cool. We like you too. Yeah. yeah, you can join us. You can be. Okay. You love Scarborough. Oh man, but Scarborough, Scarborough loves you, man. <laughs> Scarborough loves you. Tell me about. Um, tell me about working on Mr. D with Jerry D. Mr. D's piece. Jerry D was. Um, he's a big fan of my my music and what have you, and um, yeah, when I auditioned for this for the thing, like. I said to myself, listen, how, how do I make a school teacher cool? Mm. Right? So I remember going to Senator O'Connor, and um, there's a guy by the name of John Machoki who went to Senator O'Connor. So um, when I went to visit him, you know, because he became a teacher, went back and taught at O'Connor. So when I, when I went back to visit him, his students were like, yo, Machoki, what's up? So I was like, bro, that's how they talk to you? And he said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm the, I'm the coolest teacher in the world. So I said to myself, all I got to do for this audition is pretend that I'm John Machoki, and, and maybe I'll get the part, right? So I went in, and I got a call back. So that means they liked me. Jerry D comes in, and then he said, yo, you're, it's, you're awesome. He goes, by the way, what high school did you go to? I said, I went to Senator O'Connor. He said, why? He said, why? No, I, I, I said, why? He oh, said, okay. wow. I said, wow, what? He said, I got a friend by the name of John Machoki who I wrote the <laughs> script about. So, I mean, 
planet Earth got 7.5 billion people, but the one person I decided to use as the point of reference to play a school teacher was the same person that Mr. D was written about. So, so obviously I got the part, and we're in season seven. I play the vice principal now. You know, say how cool is that? So, so now you're a VP. I'm VP. <laughs> yeah, man. So, every everyone in I shouldn't say everyone, but you know, um, media critics in Canada love to shit on CBC. Um, and and what they do or do not do with 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 comedy. I don't want to. I don't want you to talk about that. But um, Jerry D's hilarious, and the first three minutes of every show are the best. Well, you know, whatever sort of line opens up the show. Um, tell me about working with him. His serious man. He's a serious dude, man. He takes he takes it serious, man. You know, what I mean, when I say about that, it's like. He loves his family. His kids are part of the show. He's a very respectful cat. But he takes comedy serious, man. Like, when I say that, it's like, he'll come in, he'll do a scene. Nah, that's not funny. That's not funny. Yeah, okay, that's funny. <laughs> like, he's so serious about the humor. Like, like, wow, you know? And it's the type of humor that you got to respect because it's not over-the-top loud in your face. It's, it's the subtleties. It's smart humor that you got to, you know what I mean? Like, he'll do something that's so subliminal that you, you it, it would pass. Then you look at it. I can't believe he just did what he just did. It's, like, dope. But the thought and, and being meticulous about what he does is something that I, I really appreciate, man. Nice. So definitely. Can we, can we talk about fatherhood for a quick second? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So your son goes out and you say, I love you. Now, I know we're in a crowd, so maybe he didn't say what he usually says. Oh. So let me tell you what happens at home. <laughs> I tell my son, Cosmer, I say, love you, Cosmer, and he grunts at me. Like, mm. oh. I go, love you. go, mm. Love you. Okay, fine. Oh, uh, so tell him, like. Oh, him? No, nah, he, re- nah, he just, he said, let me do that piece. That's, that's what he normally say, but, you know, I guess people are here. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah. good. So he still says I love you at home. Oh, yeah, man. That's my home. And stuff. Yeah. So tell me. You got to tell What's the secret? Because I don't know for Cosmer. Like, he's 11 now. I don't know. Like, how, oh. old is, how old is Chancellor now? He's turned nine, man. He's turning yeah. nine years old. So I'm not telling you at 11. He'll stop saying that. But scare me, man. But, I'm not, <laughs> but is there a secret that they can... When he started taking the bus, like, there was no more hugs. Man, I hug that dude all the time, B. No, I, I want to hug him, but, like, he's like, yeah. Dad, there's, there's people I hug around. that dude all the time, B. I don't care, man. He, he stuck with me, man. He stuck with me. That's it. How yeah. how hard, how easy, how much do you have to put in? Because, I mean, you're all over the place. You were in Vancouver recently. You said you were just in New York. Um, your work takes you to the East Coast. Um, being a dad, how tough is it these days for you? Or what's, what sort of work do you need to My whole thing is, yo, kids never ask to be here. Mm. So just do the best you can, man. And it's, no, it's not a big deal because they didn't ask to be here. Mm. So do what you're supposed to do. So all I know is when I, I was landing in, in back to Toronto, I knew he had a, a project with his diorama that he's got to make. So I, I remember making helping with his diorama in grade two. So I'm like, yo, what are you going to do now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's going through my head, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I would say, like, kids never ask to be here, man. So, you know, we just do the best we can with them, you know? Does he know how cool you are, like, to re- the rest of Canada? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. He knows what's up. Or does yeah. he go, yeah, whatever, Dad. <laughs> well, he knows I'm the guy who takes his iPad away from him, you know? <laughs> That's all that right? matters. <laughs> but he knows when I go to school and he's in the fourth grade. When the grade eights are giving your pops a high five, yeah. you know your pops is dope, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> When your principal wants a selfie with your pops, like you, you know what I'm saying, your pops, your pops is dope. You know there what I mean? Go. So, 
So he knows what's up, but I'm also the guy who takes his his iPad away from him. Nice. You know what I mean? So you coached him in, in, in football. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like a parent coach for a few years. How man. Was that, that was fun, man. It was a great yeah. opportunity, man. Nice. Bless it. There yeah. you go. Um, you you did a you, you you talk about I don't know. Well, let me, let me bring this up. You 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 did a rap uh, song where you criticized Stephen Harper, Rob Ford. This was I don't know. This was back in 2012. Or maybe to make or, or, or mock them. I think you were doing something with. Oh, you talking about, about the rap prime minister? Yeah, that wasn't criticizing. That was just slick rhyming, man. That was like you know people are, are fans of uh, what's that show called? This hour got twenty two minutes. Yeah, yeah, so that what was that? That's political satire. Mm. That was political hip hop satire. Yeah. That was no crit. That was fresh, man. That was was bars, man. Do you have any thoughts on on where we're at politically these days in Canada? No. All right, it'll Not come really. out in a song. It'll come out in a it'll song. Come out yeah. in a song. Yeah, I hear you. Um. Well, I got I got a bunch of other questions. We're gonna get to some some questions from from uh, from the crowd. These guys have some questions that they want to ask you. But tell me about you've done acting. You did so, you did uh, you know obviously rapping and songs, and then you write a book. Is that a different muscle than rhymes? Yeah, man. My son's mom she stepped in, step out, but she she helped me co-write the book. You know, what I mean, I, I gotta say, I, I wrote a book, but I'm no Margaret Atwood. But thank God I could rap good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it wasn't the easiest thing to do. It's a different muscle that you have, definitely. Um, but it was great to work with Random House and putting that together. And the book is a part of a school curriculum. And one of the colleges, yeah, I know. I'm just pretty cool. Give me some love, man. Give me some love. That's kind of cool, man. That's kind of cool, man. Notice the hip-hop is cool. But what I do stuff outside that, I, I get excited about that, you know? I get excited. But yeah, it's a part of a school curriculum um, uh, program in um, – NSCC, Nova Scotia Community College, and I, I recently got an honorary diploma based on my mu- based on my book, and based on how you know the impact is made. And I'm from Scarborough. Scarborough still gets loving. <laughs> <laughs> but closer, you was close. I was closer, right? I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but it's all good. But I'm really I'm, I was excited about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tell me. So the book is also called "Stick to Your Vision." Yeah. Which which was a title of a song that you wrote. Yeah. Um, what's what is it about? Like what do you, what, what what's your your goal with that with that book? Well, one day I was on a way to a classified show and a cat was driving me. Said, you know, Maestro, I love that song you wrote back in the days called "Stick to Your Vision." I said, thank you. He goes, No, you understand. I really like that song. I said, thank you. He goes, You still don't understand. He rolled up his sleeve and he had the word "Stick to Your Vision" tattooed in his arm. So that showed me, yeah, he really did like my song. <laughs> So maybe I should do something I always wanted to do, and that was write a book, man. That yeah. was something I always wanted to put in the back burner because, like I said, my community already told me that I must have done something that said something that gave them impact on a positive note. So that's why I did the book. And um, I just finished doing the TED Talks in Vancouver, man. Mm-hmm. So the title, which I'm excited about, but the title of TED Talks was Revision, whereas, like, you know, the book was Stick to Your Vision, Revision, just making little adjustments as you go along. For example, I started off doing music. I made the transition into film and, and, and TV, so I had to revise a couple steps along the way. So, and a lot of times in life, that's what we have to do. We start off doing one thing professionally, or, or family-wise, the direction of your family, what have you, and then you you got to revise that. You got to make a little adjustments along the way. So, I'm excited to see what people think about the TED Talks when it comes out. Did Definitely. you do the same one in Toronto? Was it the same talk? Definitely different. It was oh, different. What yeah. was Toronto about? Toronto was more like you're sticking to your vision. This yeah. one is more like I talk about stuff that um, you know, doing like lousy auditions. Like I didn't do, I did some awful auditions and stuff like that, and, and um, having to learn like just the growing pains of like you're not a rapper anymore. You are a rapper, but this is not the realm. You gotta do something different, and and um, you gotta treat that with with respect. You know what I'm saying? So um, 
I, I talked about a couple stumbling blocks along the way. We're nice. happy with that, yeah. So you just came out with this album. Yeah. Uh, do they still call them albums? I do. Okay, there you go. So we'll yeah. call it that. Uh, called Coach Fresh. Uh, you can buy it in stores. Or now. you can download it. Or, you can download you know. it. I got my man from back in the days. We still standing to blaze. Yo, come on out here, man. Make some noise for my man, the original Maestro Fresh West. Telling Cam Newton, I can't stand losing. Fourth down, inches to go. We keep the chains moving, even if they playing you zone. The playing man to man, we raising the Lombardi high like Mike Shanahan. You in the big leagues now? See how the guys ride, throwing hail marys for Tupac to Starbuck, the Patriot. Better yet, the mind of Belichick. Wide receivers need to stay in their lane, don't follow derelicts. I'm Pete Carroll in the heirloom, a beast mode, the Bossman, Tomlin mixed with Tom Coughlin. Got the bucks to pay the bills, no time for sucker shit. Sexy like Rexy, your chick. It's on my lovey slip. Dawn like Shula, undefeated, stop tripping. You young work models, rappers need to stop sniffing. Either win with the rhyme, or you can win with the rhythm. You ain't talking Super Bowl until you win your division. You wanna be Mike Tyson? I'll be your custom model. Dundee with Ali in Toronto, fighting George Valo. Rappers are lost, they searching for tomorrow. Need a father figure to follow. I'll be the one they wanna call coach. Fresh. My style so Don Cherry Hockey Night, you know my suits look fresh. You graduated from the minors to the majors, I'ma put you to the test, you suck. You wanna talk college or you flexing with the pros? Every weekend I'll be messing with the X's and the O's, wicked games. I'm giving them nightmares and daydreams. When clap before the rap became an NBA team, I'm Riley Jackson, Papa Pitch, mixed all in one. When I'm at the gym, you say, What up, what up son? I march through your madness. Help you get your scholarship. Doc Rivers told John Jay, watch how the scholar flip. Young law professor breaking atoms in the algorithms. Fourth quarter shooter, Andrew Wiggins with the ammunition. I'm John Thompson, I turn a freshman to a phenomenon. Now you on the same plane LeBron is on. Fresh. I'll Bobby Knight you with your rack, boy. Go chance, stay on the sidelines. Shock daily to these bad boys. They don't want to follow no guidelines. Trust my game, I crush dames. I was with the Stilton. But now I'm Casey telling Larry Kidd, let's rock the building. I did a little for William Wesley, but I'm Wesley Williams. Who you kidding? Too many wins. Shout out to Lenny Williams. Be Mike Tyson. I'll be your custom model. Dundee with Ali in Toronto fighting George Valo. Rappers are lost, they searching for tomorrow Need a father figure to follow I be the one they wanna call coach My style so When you see me on the court You say what up coach You graduated from the minors to the majors I'ma put you to the test You suck You had a bunch of really interesting songs on here. Um, Toronto icons. Yeah. Tell me, well, like, what is is it? Is it like about you and other other people from like the '80s? What is that about? 
Toronto Icons is me featuring Ghetto Concept and Infinite. That's the first time they've worked together in over over 20 years, man. You know, Infinite left the group 21 years ago. And I just asked these guys if they could come together for me, man. I'd love to do that. Like, I got one track left on the album. I just want a ghetto concept to come back with Infinite. Can you do that for me, man? And, and they made it happen, so. What do they mean? To, like, what do they mean in the music industry? Man, ghetto concept is the Canada's first underground hip-hop group. They were the one. They were a staple in the maple. Hmm. They were the ones who put the groundwork for a lot of other artists that, that you see, you know? They were like a missing link between my generation and the Cardinal official generation and the Socrates mm. and all that. Very, very important group to Canada and the impact they've made. So for whatever reason, a lot of times, you know, people try to forget about them. Mm-hmm. But I just know what they meant to me uh, coming up. And, like, I never had anybody older than me um, showing me what to do musically. It was always people younger than me. So they were like the generation that was right younger than me. So I studied from listening to them a lot. So... It would have. It was an honor to to work with them on the album. Definitely. What's your What's your favorite song? On Depends the a day of the week, man. I mean, Mr. Evans is dope featuring Ras Kaz. We just shot the video for that. Skyscrapers is dope featuring uh, Cool Keith from Ultra Magnetic. MCs. We just shot the video for that. Video is dope. <laughs> right. Um, Let's start, Mr. Evans, talk about that. What's What's that What's that song about? Mr. Evans. Yeah is a song about the removal of the black father in the household. That's what the song is about. It's about removing the father figure, the authority of the house, removing him from the whole household so the house could be taken care of and be controlled and distracted. Mm -hmm. I use the metaphor of good times. So Mr. Evans is uh, James Evans, you know what I'm saying? Who was on the show? If you guys are familiar with the show Good Times, 1970s show sitcom starring uh, Jimmy Walker, Esther Rolle, John, uh, John Amos, um, Janet Jackson was on that too. She played Penny on that when she came up, but it was a big show. But um, after season three, the father he was removed from the whole show, and um, one of the things he wanted to be on the show was I got three kids. I got JJ, who's you know he's a comic. He'll tell jokes, whatever like that. But I got a, a daughter who's trying to be a, a doctor, a son who's trying to be a teacher. But you guys are just clowning us with the clown. You know what I'm saying? So JJ was important because we all loved watching him, what have you, like that. But but the show didn't really have that balance. And when, when he made that noise about having the balance of that, he was removed from the, the show altogether. And that's just symbolic of how without the father figure in the house, mm-hmm. how things could go on. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So that that's a metaphor for... Mr. Evans is a metaphor for hip-hop, even when you look at it, because artists like the elder statesmen, like the public enemies, like the, you know what I'm saying, like the KRS-1s, you don't really hear their voices in terms of saying something that's going to uplift the household. Mm-hmm. It's always something that's going to um, bring down the household. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why Mr. Evans is a serious track. Shout out to my man Raskaz. Have we, have we failed as a society Oh, by, by what? Yeah. I, I, by, by, I, I thought I thought he was coming with more. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I was. I, we feel the society. No, so yeah, in in terms of because you talked about the removal of the father from the black home, like the black father, like you're being yeah. very specific. Specific, there. yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Are, have have we have we as a society failed yeah. in enabling that? Yeah. How what, what like what has happened and what needs to be done? Okay, what has happened is you don't hear anything positive in terms of of anything uplifting. 
You see what I'm saying? From, from a mainstream perspective, you don't hear that. So that's, that's something that's happening. Like, I grew up in a time, like I said, public enemy, brand newbian, groups like that, where, where you'd have a balance. That balance is, is no longer there. So that's a failure right there to one capacity or the other. Mm. So is it out there? Yeah. When you hear certain artists out there, like I like like the Kendrick Lamar, he's dope, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like, another artist, I like Logic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Logic. He's a beast. He's a beast, man. That kid is a beast, man. You know, I listen to him, and he makes me want to write. You know what I'm saying? Like, thank, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So there's artists out there, but you don't hear as much. Um, you definitely don't hear as much. Any other favorite songs? I like Tomorrow Never Promise featuring Ivana Santilli. That's a shout-out to my with man. Bass is Bass. Bass is Bass. I got a song called The Distance featuring Socrates. Oh, oh sorry. I meant Socrates. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> That was good, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> that was good, right? That was good. <laughs> I got it. Peter <laughs> said, <laughs> "I got, I got the album's dope, man. I'm sorry, the album's dope. Coach Fresh, it's really, really good. Yeah, man. What, what, been... sort, what sort of re- a reaction have you got to? What was it? There was that that Raptors song. Love, Jurassic man. Park. Love, like people give me love with that, man. Nice. You know? My son is on that, doing the backgrounds on that. Really? Man. Yeah." We had fun. Did you give that. him like you gave him credits on the. Of course, on the he got some credits on there that. There you man. go. It's dope, man. Nice. His first job. His first, no, he was on Mr. D. He played background Mr. D. Did he really? Yeah, we filmed Mr. D in Halifax. You took him out east. Yeah, you know, he played like one of the school kids. Like, made some good money. Like, 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 made some good money. Yeah. I was that to pay for a babysitter, one of the two, right? I'm the vice principal, so I asked him. I said, you know, so you know, I just got the job as vice principal, so I'm supposed to be like a lousy vice principal. That's yeah. like. So, I, so when I was doing the show, I said, yo, yo, how did I do, man? He said, dad, I don't think you're going to be vice principal too long. <laughs> so that means I must have done a good job. There you, you go. Know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you're being the lousy vice principal. Yeah, man. All right. Let's, you you want to take some questions? Yeah, sure, man. I'm, I'm cool, man. Okay, so First of all, I want to thank you guys for coming out, man. This is, this is dope. Yeah. Let's, um, let's use the mic so we can capture this. Um, on the recording, so I want to ask somebody a question. You look mad familiar, my man. No, you don't know you, my man, in my white hat. You look crazy familiar, man. You know you don't know. You you look. What's your last name? Okay, cool. You Guyanese, okay? Because I got a friend named I got a friend named uh, Mitu Mutu. You know Mutu? Okay, cool. All right. Oh, okay, you cool. All right, bless. Bless. Cool. Questions. Yes, yes, sir. Greg, come on up. What's up, Greg? How you doing, sir? Greg, thank you for the water, man. It was very hydrated. Oh, man, it, was, it replenished me. Thank you. So, uh, first of all, I have to say that if when you dropped the Socrates comment, if you just dropped Bill and Ted, you would have completely covered yourself. <laughs> but you totally missed that opportunity. Um, you talk about, like, PE and, and uh, you know, the, the message and that. What I'd yeah. love to know is what your thoughts were when Living Color dropped Living Color. The band, not the TV show, but the band, like the message that they had, because I feel that they are very similar to PE and yeah. bands around that time. Yeah, but it was the crossover of that metal and funk. Yeah. and I'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, I haven't heard that in years, Greg. man. So, so I haven't heard that in years. So I'm gonna have to. I wish I had a chance to reassess that again and come back and listen to it and, and give you an honest opinion of, of what I thought of that. Definitely, respect. Yes, sir. Mike. 
Oh, so the question is, have you ever considered doing uh, fusion? So like uh, combining uh, like rap and, and hip hop with other genres like jazz or classical or whatever. And, and also, I wanted to say that I was really impressed that in the video for Backbone, there's a pipe organ. I, I, play, I play the organ. So dope, I, dope. I saw, I saw that there was So you felt organ. nice. You felt nice, right? Yeah, it was like shit. You felt man, good. Okay. Awesome. What's, what's your name? Afraz. Afraz, you got to listen to my last album, Orchestrated Noise, man, because in terms of fusion, in terms of fusion, I got a song with, with uh, Misha Bruger gossman who's I met her. So, uh, so, yeah, well. You met her in Halifax. What you got to do is, is listen to that album because we did a song called Symphony Destino, which is me fusing with opera. You know what I'm saying? So I, I be fusing all the time. I track with Lights, too, which is uh, called, uh, what's that song called with Lights? Uh, Desire. Desire was fusing with electro rock. Then I went, then I got a song with The Trues, which is a rock group out of mm -hmm. Anaganish, right? And that was me fusing with rock. You know, this album here, I'm fusing with uh, Danko Jones. We got a song called... Um, the last waltz, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always fusing different types of styles and different things. So, you know, take it in, man. You might be surprised. My awesome. man. Bless. More questions. Yes, love. Hi. Hi. My doing? favorite song is Diamonds and Pearls by Prince. Oh man. Do you have a favorite song? Whew. You know what's so funny? I'll get to my favorite song in a second. There's a song about album called uh Tomorrow Never Promised. And when I heard that beat, before I started writing to it, it reminded me the inspiration came from Diamonds and Pearls, man. You know what I'm saying? So I hope you get to like when you listen to track number 10, man. It features Ivana Santilli, and um, the influence was was, was 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 Prince on that. And she was she's such a, a huge uh, Prince fan as well. So that's a beautiful track, definitely. Yeah. Favorite song? My favorite song in the album, or my favorite song altogether, uh, probably Ooh Child by the, by, by the Stair Steps. And you guys ever heard that song? Ooh Child, yeah. things are getting a little easier. Ooh, anyway, it's dope. I can't sing it, no, but no, no. it's dope. <laughs> the song is dope, man. And one of the reasons why I like it so much, because I remember going to an ill party in New York. It was like an old soul party, and they played a fusion of like those joints, and I just felt it made me feel really good about life at, at one point. And then when I saw Boys in the Hood, and the last scene you've seen, what's his name, Doughboy, when he made the transition into Ice Cube, that was the song that was played. It was Ooh Child, man. So a couple really, really um, impactful times in my life, that song was played, you know. So Ooh Child by the, by the Stair Steps, the, my favorite song. Cool, man. Yeah. Any more questions? Yes, yes, yes. Mike, let's get him the mic. What's up, Fresh West? What's up, homie? <laughs> hey, I'm fan geeking right now because I grew up in Scarborough to your music. Sorry. And Tell her sorry. I wanted to let you guys know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up to your music, Glendower and everything. Uh, growing up in Scarborough, it was really good. Uh, we had You were like a role model Thank growing you, up, sir. and it's great that you did that as well, generationally. Thank you, you did sir. it for Canada as well. Thank you, homie. Um, not a heavy question, but because growing up in the Toronto hip hop scene and seeing, you know, the Canada hip hop scene, I just wanted to know exactly because it was all like encapsulated for me growing up in terms of like we thought everybody was all friends growing up, like in all these like yeah. every single MC yeah. out there. Uh -huh. How tight w would it be, or is there anything you can des describe Toronto in terms of the scene with that with the underground scene? I remember like a lot of these. You'd hear the one time on the cipher, you'd see Missy Me, 
a Kish. Yeah, Kish is uh, a good friend of mine, man. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. all of these Toronto rappers. And so what's your thing? Like, like if I like to think that everybody was all friends with each other, but it wasn't. I mean, you got to think. We're all striving for greatness. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And from that, you know, and a, fr- a friend of mine told me this recently, a few years ago. The average adult will not emotionally mature beyond the age of 13. The average adult will not emotionally mature beyond the age of 13. So he didn't say intellectually. He said emotionally. Right. So now you're in a, a cesspool of artists who are hungry. That's right. Emotions are coming out. And you rose through above it. We're going through all kinds of, of growing pains and stuff. And not everyone's going to... We're awkward. It's an awkward time for us. Like, exactly. who's really going to bust coming out of Toronto right now? Are you repping Jane and Finch? Are you repping Scarborough? Are you exactly. repping Jungle? Like, who are you? Like, why should I give you love? Why should I not give you love? There was no point of reference to show how to maneuver. You see what I'm saying in Canada? There was no, there was no reference point. In America... Yeah, people used to see an LL Cool J ride his bike down the street and like, yeah, that's James from around the way, you know? Before the hip-hop era, you had Motown, you know what I'm saying? You had different eras of, of, of music where people have seen people around their way advancing and excelling and, 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 and reaching their dreams. Toronto, back then, ain't no reference point for that. So because of that, a lot of times it was an awkward time. And certain people who, who I might have rubbed the wrong way, rubbed me the wrong way, mm-hmm. I never took it personally because... There was no point of reference to be how you're supposed to act anyway. I'm going to make it sense? So, yeah. So, not everybody liked each other at the time, but it, but it, it's understandable. All right. Thank you. Peace. Thanks for the question. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. You can use my mic. <laughs> I don't know if I could share a mic with that. It's pretty cool. So, so good, man. <laughs> um, so, uh, 95, I believe, I went to, I grew up in Toronto. I went to school up in North Bay, which a uh, little bit different composition of, uh, of people there, not as multicultural. Um, the music scene, when I grew up here, I listened to a lot of everything, um, hip-hop, a lot of rock. Um, but living up there, we'd go out to the clubs at university, and it was all like alternative music. Uh, at the time, there would be like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the DJ, I remember one night in the club, played Maestro Fresh West, such a backbone slide. And for me, being out of Toronto, it was like a breath of fresh air. And I was on the dance stage, and I started rapping the song, and there was this girl that she came up on stage too. And we were like rapping Let Your Backbone Slide back and forth. Um, and then we, we met uh, a few times after that. Um, and, uh, well, we're, we're married now, going almost on, almost on 10 years. So... Um, and uh, whenever we hear that on the radio, you know, we do the rap battle. We think, oh, I remember when we, when we met uh, back at university. So that, that's cool. Um, but my question is, um, you've had success in music, um, on the film, uh, and in, in literature. Anything, anything that you haven't achieved that's in the back of your mind that you think, well, if I get that opportunity or, uh, you know, as soon as I get the next chance, that's what I'm going to work towards? Yeah, well, you know, I want to do more, like, film and TV stuff, like my own projects and stuff like that. That's something that I, I, I've had a couple um, couple green lights, then a couple red lights, a couple green lights, a couple red lights again. So when time when that time comes, it comes, you know. So in the meantime, you know, I study. I'm a student. Uh, you know, I watch what I'm doing on, on shows, not only like Mr. D, but like what I did with Instant Star, The Line, the George F. Walker project on HBO, you know, different projects too as well. You know, just trying to expand and, and, and grow. But as I grow, my man, you know, um, hip-hop, like I said, that was the foundation for me, you know. And when I look at artists around me to see what they've done in terms of, like, what Ice-T is doing on, you know, 
for for years doing like Law and Order. You know what I'm saying? To see what um Ludacris is doing. You know, to see what uh, Queen Latifah's been doing, man. It's like it's a blessing, man, to see that these are like a lot of my examples. So stay tuned, man. I'll, I'll definitely evolve and do different things, man. You know. Film and TV, maybe another book. Who knows, man? But like I said, the, the catalyst was, was, was hip hop for me. Thank you, and congratulations with that, man. That's that's a beautiful story <laughs> you told me, man. Yeah, man, this was dope, man. Any other questions? Yeah. So I love that you do these talks in school and and talk to to kids. Um, what do you what do you talk to them about? What do you say to them, and how do you relate to them and get them to like the little kids don't really know who you are? But how do you how do you? It doesn't matter if they knew who I was before I, I got there. Is is how engaging I was to them. You know what I'm saying? And um, I customize my presentation. So my book, for example, Stick to Your Vision, is broken in three parts, and those three parts are expectation, operation, and destination. And within my presentation, whatever I do, if it's a corporate Fortune 500 company or elementary school kids, I customize it towards that. If it's a leadership um, uh, presentation, if it's anti-bullying, if it's Black History Month, whatever, I break it down with those three principles right there. You know what I'm saying? So when I do with kids, I probably have them repeat what I say. You know what I mean? And, you know, I talk to them in a way where they can, they, they, um, they can understand what have you like that. So. Like, I do elementary schools all the time. It's not really a problem for me to do that. But those are the three principles it's based on. Thank you. All right. But, if, hey, if you if you got a, a company you want to hire me to do, yeah, <laughs> let me know. Let me know. All right. This was dope, man. I didn't know what, I didn't know what to expect, bro. But this was, this was all right? crazy. Yeah. We'll take one, one more question. Anyone? And those tacos look good. We'll get to you. want some tacos? No, nah, I'm good, man. I'm just we'll saying. We'll take you some good. tacos. Looking good. You got fish tacos? The fish tacos? You want now? fish tacos? You fish tacos? Do we have fish tacos? What That's tacos do we have? You got fish and chips or something? Okay, maybe a little fish and chips or something. We'll get some yeah. fish and chips for you. You know what? You look real cool, man. Like you look like yeah, good en- good good energy, man. Okay. No, 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 no. You need to use a mic. No, 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 no. I got him. I got him. I got him. No, no. I'll say for you. My current favorite, my current favorite rap artist right now. Yo, that kid Logic is nice, man. Logic is dope. Isn't he dope? If you ain't heard this kid spit, yo, this dude, freestyle, fixing a Rubik's Cube. While he's, I ain't never seen nothing like this. While he's rhyming. While he's rhyming. You can go on YouTube, Logic. This dude is, like, fixing up a Rubik's Cube, and they really discombobulated the whole thing. Like, parts of the cube was broken. He had to punch that in, but he's... He's rhyming when he, he is one of the illest. And what he, this content is dope, man. And I, I was watching one of his interviews, and somebody was talking about his lyrics. And he got really emotional about it. And then he was like, you know what? Thank you for listening. And, and I thought about it. Like, you know what? When people actually listen to your lyrics, thank you. You know what I'm saying? It means something to artists who put their blood, sweat, and tears to make it, not only make it words rhyme, but the content and, and, and the thought process behind certain things. When, when you have a reporter that says, you know, they're dissecting certain words that you, you did, it means a lot to them, man. And, and just the way he, he responded to that, that was something that was ill. And the way he responded to that Rubik's Cube, that was ill, too. So logic is ill. Nice. Another question here? Just because it would, it would be sad for us to end this night without hearing you and your, and your special talent. What is your, um, what lyric are you most proud of? 
Tomorrow Never Promise is ill. And, it's, and my song, Tomorrow Never Promise, is based on two of my friends who passed away last summer. One name was Bill Jarvis. The other name was King Rain. So King Rain is one of the illest MCs out of Toronto. Very inspiring. And I didn't know how I was going to write this song. Tomorrow Never Promise. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? How cool would it be if I had a conversation with tomorrow? So I said something like, uh, the other day I had a conversation with this cat tomorrow. He looked me in the face and said, I ain't the one to follow. Son, I really hope you understand. I can't remember the lyrics off because it's brand new. But the point is I'm talking to tomorrow. And he's saying, I got a cousin named the past, a cousin named the present. They're both cooler than me. But the realist is the present. I hope you get to meet him because he'll tell you today's your blessing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And today's our blessing. Do you see what I'm saying? And because we don't know, tomorrow's never promised. So the whole song is about he, him tomorrow telling me I'm not as cool as you think I am. Deal with the present. He's the one you got to deal with. He's the one who's going to guide you to where. And you know what? Your clock is ticking. So you better talk to him right now. And I think that's what we all got to do, man. Just cherish the day that we have right now. Make the most of the day that we have right now. Definitely. Blessed. Great question. Wes, yeah. man, yeah. thanks so much for coming, man. This was your, dope, man. And thank you for your patience, man, because I know <laughs> this dude's been trying to get me off for a while, man. And, and, and one thing with me, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm going to do it. But if I say I'll get to it, it may take a while before I get to it. <laughs> but once I commit to something, I try my best to make it come into fruition. So give it up to my man over here, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so, and you know what, though? It, 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 it's an honor to be, it's an honor to be on, on a milestone sh- uh, show like this, number 100. Definitely, man. So thank, thank you. you. Thank Amen. you. All right. Cool. Thank you. All right. That was good, man. Yeah, yeah. I keep stressing on my wits, so every time she nurses, my seeds breaking out with a rash. I'm feeling worthless, a man without a purpose. A lot of people think I'm a star, but to me, I'm still scratching on the surface. In the past, I was stung by the generous ones. Later on, be finding out they be the venomous ones. A lot of snakes be disguised as your brothers, and devils come in many different shapes, sizes, and colors. But I'm a to stay focused, and I'm a wreck to set. Survivor of the war, still they want to stress the vet. My father even told me, get your blood pressure check. Punks try to crucify me, watch me resurrect. And I'm a, and then return like a phoenix when I, and then I reach to the zenith. I'm a, said any goal and achieve it. Son, I've been legendary, sticking to my 2020. So, try, when you're tired and you're struggling, you can't go let it ever stop your hustling. You can't stay down, you gotta get up. Any obstacle, I climbed it. By any means, my 
mistakes I redeem Cause I kept on following my dreams But I'll be lying through my teeth If I told you that rhyming on these beats And grinding in these streets came easy But now I'm king of my craft Poseidon of the sea While they iron from the beach trying to be me Well you could, yeah, the early bird gets a worm better Uh-uh, oh you bound to miss your turn gutter Yeah, when opportunity comes You better get in where you fit in Or you're finna be done We gotta Fire flaming when I hit amazes I've been and got burned down, blazing with the rhythm, displaying precision. Amazing with vision. Priests hear my speech and reevaluate their religion. When I was young, kids would lie to me. They were denying me. Now I'm the sire with the fire spreading virally. Star moon and solar mathematically align with me. I'm peeping who the eye, self-lord and the messiah be. In other words, the man in the mirrors who I strive to be. Another day's a tribulation and a trial for me. So finally, I've become the man I've tried to be. So put your hands high. And reach for the sky with me. Raise your hands. Get your hands to the sky. Get your hands to the sky. Get your hands to the sky. I rise and shine. Rise and shine. When you're tired and you're struggling, you get through it and never stop your hustling. Yeah. 